Did you ever use Flipboard for the iPad? Uh, you know, I well, I mean, you know how I feel about the iPad. So what did you do with your iPad when you had one? <laughs> I know, right? I feel like I'm such a late like bandwagon <laughs> adventurer, but it's true. I never used it on the iPad. I may have used it on someone's iPad once, but never thought to use it. Why? Because I loved Reader so much. I get it. But it's like it blew your mind all of a sudden. It really blows my mind. It's sort of like me and that Kinect. You missed the boat by just a little bit. Well, the, screw the Kinect. <laughs> the Kinect is like, I'm I'm lazy. I want to play video games, then I'm going to play video games on a controller. It's completely different. I, I like the experience. And it can't be about me being lazy. I run marathons. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Well, this is Weekly Download, episode number... 24. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time. Do you realize that if we record weekly download number 25, it's going to land around Christmas time? Oh, hell. Wow. (laughs) We thought about that, dude. All the way back in June and July. We were like, you know, we got to plan it out just right. Yep. Yeah. So what is on the docket? Oh, well... We could talk about Flipboard for a second. I was just hassling you at the beginning of the show, but what do you like about it? Well, I just really like how it's made me think of news differently. So for those of you who don't know, Flipboard had an iPad app, has still. It's a very successful iPad application. In fact, it was iPad app of the year when right. it came out. I really out. like the iPad app. Now, I read news and I go through it pretty quickly. And so Reader is this application and it's a fantastic application. It gets the job done, R-E-E-D-E-R. Um, very simple interface. You just you can click on stories. You they bring up the full stories in readability mode, and then you just skim through it, and life goes on. You can mark all as read. Big deal. So I would go through about four hundred or five hundred articles on Google Reader a day. Right, and we've had this Reader. argument before because I don't use Google Reader, and you right. say what what's wrong with you? I mean, I feel like I have to for this website and just to keep up in general. Right. So. I, you know, I skim through a lot. Now, a lot of it's repetitive, and I haven't done a good job at consolidating my sources yet. Like, some people repeat often what other people say. But then, that being said, if I don't subscribe to the right things, then I may miss something. You might miss a small snippet. Like, in Gadget, you know, they usually copy a lot of what other people say from all things D or something like that. But they have their own unique niche stories that doesn't get copied anywhere else. So uh, over time, I'll start to understand how to subscribe to particular categories, and that'll make way more sense. But Mm -hmm. for right now, I still skim through all those news articles. And the biggest problem with Reader is that I would never really read the stories because of the way Reader's interface works. You could just scroll right through all these headlines with one flick, like as if you were going through your songs on your phone. And I think that's sort of why I still don't subscribe to the idea. Like, I like to actually get into the story, but I totally understand what you're saying. Like, if you even look at some of the posts, sometimes you'll triple my posts in a day because you're looking at 10 times the news stories. Now, if you look at Flipboard, the thing about Flipboard is it forces you to view content in the way that makes content more sacred. Like you're actually skimming through headlines and like brief snippets of stories about one to three stories at a time. Usually when you're looking at Google reader, it's one or two stories tops on a particular page. Now on the iPad, probably it's a lot more schizophrenic. Yeah. But on an iPhone, I only have two stories at a time and I'm really glad they made that decision because not to make them really small and right. So Using Flipboard on the iPhone, I've come to understand that I don't really necessarily see Google Reader as my only source of news. I also see Twitter as a source of news. I see Facebook as a source of news. I look at like categories that Flipboards have, and that is a source of news, too. Right. 
So it really changes the way I think about like what I want to portray to people or show to people or what voices and what news transmission really is. And I, I just think that's incredible. When you design an experience like that, that bends the ways people think about things, that's really cool. So, and the, and the one particular feature that Flipboard decided to introduce is called cover stories. And cover stories basically sort of interleaves Flipboard's take on what is the news with your own streams of news. So Google Reader, Twitter, and Facebook, right. and Flipboard stories are all going in one spot if you've plugged in those other services. Mm -hmm. So I can get the gist of whatever's going around in my world, the stuff that I care about, with just a few flips. Like I can see that the sources for many of these are Twitter, but a few of them are coming from Facebook, a couple of them are coming from Google Reader. Right, and that's been one of my favorite things about Flipboard for a while, the, like that it integrates some of that stuff in there. Exactly. So, and I was saying how on the blog, I was saying about, well, one person could tweet about how they used, you know, four lights in photography, another person could tweet about just their day. But both really, when they're interleaved with news and you see them around that content, you start to understand them as news. Like, this is news about someone's life, and this right. is their stream, and they're telling a story and they decided to give you a headline about their life. And that just, you know, totally blew my mind. And now I can understand a lot more about my own social circles as well as how it relates to the world at large in one application. And this is a game changer. That's an absolute game stuff. changer. Exactly. So I've moved away from Reader officially. I'm not going to dock on Reader. I think it's a great application if you more, want more of a faster reading experience or if you want the gist of what's going on and... You only have time for so much news. But and if you're still at a laptop, like I right. mean, it probably makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. I will I mean, but I said in in that post that it, it's only a matter of time before they make a Mac application. And right. it's going to change the way you read news on the Mac. I tell you that right now. I mean, with newsstand becoming such a big deal on iOS, mm -hmm. there's gonna be a newsstand for Apple. And you better believe that Apple's going to take a page from Flipboard, Flipboard and, and, and change the way you look at subscribed content. I mean, that's the push. It's making you look at content in a different way. And Flipboard does a fantastic job of that. And I think they're going to continue, continue to go forward it. One thing I was wondering is how they were going to go forward with it. Because if you look at the iPhone app, there are no ads. Absolutely zero ads. Right. Now, so on the iPad, I think there are ads, right? From what I've understood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're kind of next to it. Now, do the ads have anything to do with the content? or? Nah, I haven't used it in a little while, to be honest with you. But okay. um, I don't. they used to not. Like, it used to just be, like, inserted, like, Google ad type things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, the, the other thing that makes this app so successful is that they're not just banners on stories. Right. Like, if you look at Google Currents, did you check that app out yet? I haven't yet. So, Google Currents is kind of like Flipboard's, like, a, to quote Gruber, like, a blank. Like, you can say right. copycat and, like, crap or whatever. But... Um, the way that Google Currents works is there are no ads, but you can tell like why they're making money. And that's with just blowing in your face like where this content is coming from, right? Whereas mm -hmm. in Flipboard, you don't really care where the news source came from per se. Like that's an afterthought. Right. The first thought is what's the what's news? What's the content? Yeah. What's the news? What's the content? The second one is, oh, it came from my friend or it came from National Geographic. Right. I mean, either way you slice it. It's all about the content. Whereas in Google Currents, it is about the source. Well, like, I mean, it's been like that for a long time, too, among people. Like, they're like, where did you get this news from? Like, right. I want to see. So this, exactly what you said, it changes the way people think about news. Right. 
So, but and and if I were to critique new currents further, I would just say it's kind of like a half-hearted effort, like a lot of Google apps right. these are these days. And I'm sure that Google will continue to understand the ways they can use news to share it. But Flipboard is just so far ahead of them in this game that I don't even know what they're gonna do moving forward. I mean, not saying anything big, but it's possible Google could try to acquire Flipboard or something like that. Oh God, I hope not. I like that. Oh God, they would just kill the application. I mean. I hope I hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, yeah. okay. In other news, so that's my rant about Flipboard. You can read more about that on the blog. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a pretty good post myself. Just saying. <laughs> Gave right. it some time. But anyway, uh, moving on. Okay, so there's a lot of talk about this, the patent disputes with Samsung and what is Samsung specifically sort of arguing? Right. Is, and they're basically arguing that, hey, guys, the iPad design is kind of an, a natural evolution for the way tablets are going to go. Right. And I'm actually, sure, like a rhetorical question of, right. are people really buying the iPad for the design anyway? And that's right. And I, well, to kind of step back from this, I was thinking about this, like, is the iPad design obvious? And I was trying to think of examples where I had seen like a futuristic movie and what they were using. And as it turns out, it kind of is, right? Like if you watch like some of the new futuristic movies when they're carrying around their personal right, assistants, it always looked like... it's always a flat rectangular screen and it's always content like moving fast paced. Right. Like there is no buttons actually at all on most of these things, which obviously we can talk about how that's kind of a far-fetched way of usability and like understanding how people actually interact with devices. Right. But and that's why the iPad in some ways is kind of successful because they have that home button or they have the hardware dedicated buttons as opposed to some of the other futuristic things. Though we've seen, you know, with multi-touch gestures that they're starting to go away from even needing the home button. Right. Exactly. I don't even know the last time I touched my home button on my iPad. Oh, really? Because really? when I had it, I'd use it all the time. Oh, see, because the gesture thing gestures. just wasn't natural. And here's why. I didn't even know they existed. I mean, they didn't for a while until iOS 5. But then the thing is, there was no sort of intro as to these... Here's their hero gestures. Exactly. And and as long as that's not on the forefront of people's minds, no one's going to even know that they could do that. But I think think once you adapt to them, I'm to the point now where if I get on an Android tablet, I'm gesturing to close windows, and I'm like so confused and like, what's going on? Right, right, Yeah. yeah. But then when you have a flat screen sort of rectangle, then... There's so many different gestures and so many different... Like, you know, you saw that Vision of the Future where he held up the tablet right, yeah, to Microsoft's look through it. Of, yeah. To look through it and get a translation. Like, you wouldn't know how to do that unless you understood the app, like, through and through. Right. So... Which would require detailed instructions. And um, right. it's sort of a running joke is if it needs instructions, you've probably done something wrong. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So this guy, uh, I can't say his name, Nick Kublovich... Kruvlovich, yeah, okay, Nick, (laughs) argues that the design of the iPad is a natural evolution of the designing tablet computing devices because they had the idea of the crunch pad, which was TechCrunch's sort of take on what a tablet would be back in the day. Right. And later it became the Juju tablet, which, you know, where that went. (laughs) But um, they had that design unveiled before the iPad did. And, of course, since Apple's secret, there's no way they would have known what the iPad was going to look like. And yet their design was pretty spot pretty on. pretty close, yeah. Pretty close. I mean, basically a bezel with a screen on it. They didn't have a button, actually, on the front, as far as I'm concerned. Now, they may have had some side buttons, but anyway. So this their argument is, well, we thought of it. So if they thought of it, then really that's the way everybody thinks right. of tablets. And I mean, as silly as it sounds, like it's essentially 
a laptop without a keyboard and mouse, like right. no input device. So you, you remove the bottom half of my MacBook Air here, and you've got a screen with a bezel on it with nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But, so, is that a good sort of defense for Samsung? Yeah. Actually, and, and like, is should... I mean, I look at this, and I think to myself, like, two things. One, what is Apple really angry about? Are they angry about the fact that they took the tablet design with rounded corners and all of that stuff? Or are they angry that Samsung is taking some sort of intellectual property beyond that design? Like, somehow taking away Apple market share because they designed it the same. And at the end of the day... If Apple really thinks that, then Apple doesn't understand why Apple is the way it is. I mean, who really cares the way the iPad looks at the end of the day? It honestly could have looked like something completely different, and probably people still would have bought it because the amount of anticipation that happened for that tablet, like apparently that it was like the only tablet that didn't come from, you know, the gods, right? right? Remember that? That deal back in whatever? But I think some of this may have, you know, just stemmed from the way Steve Jobs was as an attitude in general. Like, I mean, if you read his biography, no spoilers here, really. He essentially said at the end of the biography, you know, if it, he was, he was willing to spend every dime that Apple had to defend the iPad and ruin these people. Well, that's too bad. I mean, because, and, and, and that's just, that completely contradicts where Apple is as a company in the sense that they're willing to let go of their successes. They're totally zen. Right. Most of the time. And they're willing to say, yep, we came up with something better. We're going to get rid of the iOS platform. Like, I don't be surprised if that doesn't happen. Like, 20, you know, 10, 15 like years. Like, within yeah. five or 10 years. Oh, I'd say 10 at the earliest. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they, took, well. they took 10 years with macOS, so I guess it would make sense. But the people don't go to the iPad because it looks nice. I mean, most of the tablets actually don't look too bad. Right. It's about the OS. The experience. It's really about the OS. It's really about the experience. It's really about the ecosystem. So why Apple is continuing to deny Samsung to sell their tablet in other places or right. what have you, it just seems beyond me. And this 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 article really, you know, sort of catalyzed that argument. But um, so it'll be interesting to see if Apple continues to fight the fight. I, I think have a feeling they're. I don't know. I think they're going to give up. Maybe. Uh, other news. So Nintendo. Nintendo's Miyamoto stepping down to work on smaller games. And now smaller doesn't mean like actual small form factor. It just means not as huge not, as yeah. Zelda. Right. Like if you play Skyward Sword, which I can't wait to get back to in a couple of days, that is an epic proportion game of so many different design decisions, so many different thoughts, a huge team. A massive project. Whereas yeah. a smaller game like WarioWare doesn't require, you know, as much of that kind of design decision. It requires different kind of decisions as of like total immersive like gameplay in one mm-hmm. particular aspect, not just all sorts of things where it came to Zelda. So, I mean... You gotta you gotta tip your hat to Miyamoto for coming up with such you know fantastic franchises. Yeah. He didn't just come up with a couple of games here and there that were huge. Like he changed the way you play games at home. So hopefully, with what he comes up with smaller games, maybe that'll translate to the mobile market. <laughs> I mean, as we've all <laughs> talked about. Right. But um, for now, all this is is that he's going to move to a different direction within Nintendo. So yeah, still no mobile games. But on the mobile game front. 
I noticed uh, people must be listening over there in Microsoft to what we have to say right. and what the rest of the world says. I think a lot of people are understanding the power of mobile gaming and casual usage of these devices, not just for phone calls or whatever. And Microsoft has taken a page of that and has announced two applications. I think one was Connectimals, yeah. and then the other one was the SkyDrive uh, mobile app. Um and they've had a few productivity apps before already, right? Um, exactly. So Connect Connectimals was the first like game that mm-hmm. that they've come up that they've done, right? I uh, I think it's a cool idea to kind of augment your experience from the living room into a mobile device because that's kind of where you are. You're either in the right. living room at home or you're not. So to take this sort of you know very intimate experience of playing with a pet or something and take it virtually. I mean the Tamagotchi, remember that? Oh yeah, thing absolutely, was yeah. So makes some sense that they're taking this direction and yeah i completely agree i mean probably if you're nintendo you should take a page and be like right. you know here's a good step to go i mean actually nintendo has nintendo dogs right they have they have a similar sort of pet oh, thing, really? and that's on the ds but it's but, only on the ds right argument we've still had they're and so why locked not? into their own yeah. hardware so why not yeah. move away but Actually, it's funny you say that phrase, locked into their hardware. It really is that, though. I mean, Nintendo makes software to push their hardware. Right. That's about it. And, and that's the difference, right? Whereas mm-hmm. with, like, Apple, they make software to push their hardware as well. Microsoft is making software to push, push more th- software. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's about agendas. I mean, maybe Nintendo has way more at stake to, like, you know, stop focusing in that direction. I just feel like Nintendo might be better off as we continue to see them losing market, losing profits, things, you know. At some point, you've probably got to give up. Right. Um, also, I thought it was interesting about Microsoft recently that they announced um, Xbox Live for the uh, for the iPhone and the iPad. It doesn't right. do anything, really, but yeah. I, it's, still, it's still a step. Right. I mean, it's all about penetration into an incumbent market. So you look at Microsoft, and they understand that the iOS market is the biggest market so why right. not try and defect some people away and that talks back to that uh, html5 demo mm-hmm. of their windows phone i mean f- what a brilliant idea i keep tipping my hat in that direction because i mean seriously I swear, like i can't wait you're to gonna use convert a on the phone. show and like you're gonna bring in mic windows computers and no it's gonna be, not oh. the computer i'm not that sold but <laughs> I do believe in the Windows Phone, so... Right. Well, speaking of, I mean, I know I hassled you before the show, but did you see that rumor that the Lumia 900 is on its way? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, I mean, slow change. Like, 900's going to happen probably next year, like, later on in the U.S. Naturally, so, like... Yeah. So, the one I... We're all the beacon is right now is 710 coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. beginning January. But and you want the 800, right? Not the 710. 710 has dedicated hardware buttons, and I'm not really a big fan of the stickiness of the way it looks and the form so, factor. So you don't like off. dedicated hardware buttons? Not really. But we were just talking about how you need dedicated... I like one dedicated uh-huh. hardware button. Not like... Not, <laughs> it looks cheap. Did no, you see I, the no I definitely agree. It yeah. looks cheap. Yeah. It looks like a cheap plastic thing, whereas the 800 looks like a really nicely built... Right. A slick, yeah. sleek device. So, whatever. I'm all mm-hmm. for aesthetics. So, uh, I suppose. But so, I think since we're on the subject of being digital and pushing apps, we ought to talk about that one. Oh, yeah. Kind of big news for them. I mean, because I really thought this was the most useless thing in the world when it, when it came out, but... Uh, the Mac App Store tops 100 million downloads. Yeah, which again pales in perspective to a lot of other numbers we've heard from Apple. Right, but 
But again, I think it's a little bit impressive given that I didn't see the need for it. I don't download apps from the Mac App Store very often. I normally just go to the website. Oh, the interesting. You don't? Of, I usually I like go to the App Store first. Really? Yeah, nowadays. I mean, unless it's Alfred. Now, the thing about Alfred <laughs> is you that can't, you can't run like their power pack because, because uh, sandboxing Mac requires yeah. sandbox. So, But if it's another application, I think it just runs better from the Mac App Store. But maybe that's just my... You know, I mean, I don't think it necessarily intuition. runs, but I, I don't know. I just like going to the website, seeing what their website looks like, things like, you know, really learning about the company a little bit before I download something. Mm. I, don't, I don't download very many things, clearly. Well, I mean, this machine, are you running out of space yet? On your uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting there. I've got like 10 gigs left. I've got like 30, but I keep deleting things and moving uh, things to my time capsule unit and this, that, and the other. Yeah, and it's I, a need to I bought a Mac Mini yesterday, uh, two days ago. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Well, I haven't even opened it yet. What? I got a great deal on it, though. It was the last generation that still has the CD drive. Sure. Best Buy, $449. Um, it came with up-to-date. So I, I typed in my little code, my serial number. They gave me Lion's server as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm really excited this weekend. I'm going to hook that up and run Lion's server, see what that's all about. Okay. I mean, I know what it's all about, but play with it a little bit more. All right. Report back, you know. Uh, but speaking of disasters, <laughs> oh God. here we go. It seems that Weg Mit- Meg Whitman and her crew have decided what they're going to do with uh, WebOS. And learning so well from Nokia how well that worked with Symbian, they've decided to open source WebOS, thinking that that's going to drive market share and drive this, drive that, and the other. But as I just mentioned, uh, Nokia did this with Symbian several years back. Symbian was failing. They said, you know what? We're going to open source it. People you know, get other manufacturers on board. It kept being Nokia, kept being Nokia, and now Nokia has the Windows phone. So I just, I don't know. I think WebOS is probably dead. It's, you know, I mean, we've talked about open sourcing before, and it's a strong move if you're looking for development to continue your product core. But since HP doesn't really care about the WebOS being their product core, it's certainly going to the graveyard with right. that decision. Now, The Verge says that they interviewed Meg Whitman and that a, another tablet from HP is likely to happen, but not right now, and there's not one on the chopping board at the moment. They don't know what's likely to happen. I mean, exactly. You know, really fast, just because it's comical, I wrote a paper recently on Hewlett-Packard uh, in, their, in my business strategy class. Okay. <laughs> and our instructor, literally in the on-course comments, it was a group project, said... Your strategy for HP, like, you didn't cover the strategy of HP enough. And I replied to the professor and said, the whole point of this paper was that HP is lacking strategy. <laughs> and what did he say? Uh, she just laughed and said, I understand, and then bumped our grade, like, five <laughs> percentage points. <laughs> Look what this company does for you. It helps you in it's so true. many ways. Um, last thing. Okay. Is this little note from Mr. Jimmy Wales. Did you read this? I haven't I haven't read your like post post, but yes, I saw the dawn. You saw uh, it, yeah. So okay, for those of you who don't know, uh, now if if you're a listener of the show, then you probably know about the Stop Online Piracy Act, which is a complete misnomer for basically everything you do on the internet is completely tracked and no longer private, so to speak. Any records can be subpoenaed, etc. For whatever you do mm. by the government. I mean, that's kind of the gist. I mean, there's way more to that. But Jimmy Wales, the founder of Wikipedia. You says, can usually find his head, by the way, on, on, on top the of front Wikipedia. Page. <laughs> right. The founder says, hey, 
how about we black out English Wikipedia to show them what it would be like if they didn't have one of the most free open source pieces of information on the internet. I don't know. I'm all for a revolution, actually. I I wouldn't be opposed. Hmm. I strongly approve if I were to be one of those voters. The thing is, is... See, and let me let me step back and just put on a political hat and be like, well, look at Occupy, for example. Occupy has some sort of agenda. They do have some mission, but they're doing a poor job at outlining like, execution their goals and, and yeah. execution and like where things are going. In contrast, everyone knows like what SOPA is going to do and what we have to do, but this is like a direct action against it, like right. shutting down the biggest source of information for the world, the English section yeah wow i mean that's like if you want people to listen i mean that's way better than sitting in a sitting in a park for a few weeks i mean i would almost say that the world would would stop for a minute or two i mean it would just be different i mean people would go back to curated sources of information that aren't like from the public and i'm sure microsoft would be happy with uh Britannica or whatever they're uh, oh yeah Encarta yeah that, <laughs> do they use Encarta? they would be like ah oh, yes Encarta yeah. for the win so I don't really use okay I use Wikipedia but if Wikipedia went away I don't know it it's like I'm on the fence I think it's like a fifty fifty thing that's why I'm kind of okay with it. I think some people use Wikipedia as their like primary source of information. I mean, I don't use it as my primary, but if I need something really quick and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is, I'll just quickly well, Wikipedia. Well, that's why there's the web. You can Google other stuff. Right. So, but I mean, it's hard when the first five links are Wikipedia. Mm. I, don't, eh. yeah. I, don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> no, I just, I, I don't think you need it. I think that, but I think there are enough people who need it that that would be a big gesture if they decided to you know get rid of turn you. it off yeah. yeah for a little while be that even just oh if you did it i wouldn't say 24 hours is long enough it'd probably be you'd have to be like, like a week, a week. Yeah. like a week but this is just a straw poll but if you're interested in voting in the straw poll you can find the link on our website along with all the other links that we've talked about on this episode uh, number 24 and i just gestured backward okay <laughs> there you go so let us know your thoughts um, on that particular Flipboard thing. I'm really curious to see if you guys think the same way about Flipboard as I do. Uh, I think you'll really like it if you're a reader and you like to read. Maybe I'll go back to it on the iPhone, and I'm sure I'll like it. Because, again, I like to read the content, not the titles. Exactly. Yeah. So that's Weekly Download, episode number 24. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you again soon.